first dog I loved was a dog called Bruce, and he was an Alsatian dog that my father owned, and he grew up with us as young kids. He was our protector, he was our everything, and he was just such a loyal, beautiful companion. I was a bit nervous about meeting you, actually, because I thought, you know, maybe you might demand I do a dozen press-ups or jump into a frozen lake. <laughs> But you've been the perfect gentleman. You make a fantastic cup of tea. This is Mark Billingham, one of the stars of the hugely popular Channel 4 show, SAS, Who Dares Wins, and obviously enormous dog lover as well. But the first question, and because I don't want to get on the wrong side of you, <laughs> is do I call you Mark or Billy? You can call me what you want, but most, <laughs> most people call me Billy, so whatever you're comfortable with. And where did Billy come from, given your name is actually... I mean, it I've actually got a co- brother called Billy, which is weird, but everybody calls me Billy. And the reason being is because when I joined the military, as the military do, you're only, they only ever know your last name. No one knows each other's first name. And, and it was a breakdown of Billingham to Billy. So everybody knew me as Billy. OK. I didn't want to get on the wrong side of you, so I'll, no. I'll call you Billy. That's you cool. Um, this is the first time I've come to chat to somebody, and there is no dog here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so traveling. where is Alfie? Alfie's on his travels at the minute. He's a, he's a companion to my wife. I was away filming. So rather than leaving me here with other people, Jules just can't be without him. So she took him to America. He's got his passport and he jumped on a plane and he's now in Florida loving the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he is. Because yeah. when you arrived, you said, I've just been FaceTiming Alfie. So how is he tr- how's the flight? How's he settling into Florida? He actually, I mean, obviously we were concerned about the flight because it's like nine hours and... He went to the bathroom before it. He wasn't nervous. He got on there. Everybody loved him. <laughs> Apparently, Jules couldn't get any sleep because all the hosties were coming around to stroke him and talk to him and all that sort of stuff. So he was a complete star. He had no problems at all. And, yeah, that's his first ever trip, of course, because he's only eight months old. And, uh, yeah, he loved it. I, I actually brought Spot from Uganda, where my sister lives. Long story, but you know, he obviously had to go on a plane and all I remember about the process really was god there was a lot of paperwork (laughs) and if you got the paperwork wrong then you were in a lot of trouble so did you have to do a lot of a lot of signing bits of paper there was a lot of paperwork and hoops to jump through because one because he's a dog and you know they get very concerned about traveling and we actually thought he might have to go into cargo which we weren't going to allow but no he actually traveled in the in the cabin there's a number of rules you have to abide by, a number of things you have to do, including vets, certificates, all that sort of stuff. He's passport, of course. So, yeah, there was a lot to, to paperwork to do and adhere to, but it was well worth it. I've got this image now of this, we'll talk about Alfie as we go on, of this cute little bulldog sitting yeah. in business class, <laughs> being totally pampered. Yeah. I just, I can't even, I can't even imagine it. How did, what did Jules say? He, how did he react? He Jules, brilliant. your wife. He's a bulldog and he basically... He sleeps 20% of the uh, 90% of the day anyway. Yeah. So it was nothing to him. I think he was only awake for the start of the takeoff because it was all new to him. And the landing, the rest of it, he just slept all the way through. In fact, it, Jules was saying that he kept getting woke up by the hosties coming to pet yeah. him and love him. And so, <laughs> but he's just one of these people, one of these dogs that just, he's just so obedient and so well well, he's, he's well-trained without being trained, if you like. Yeah. So, obviously, he, didn't, he wasn't interested in the movies or, or the free champagne no. or anything. He, 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 doesn't know he he's not, doesn't know he's born, does he, to no. kind of dismiss business class like that? If he, 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 he believes, he deserves it, and I think he does. <laughs> he was the king of the plane. Yeah. Um, when you FaceTimed him just now, because yeah. I have to confess, uh, you know, I travel a lot with work, and I often FaceTime my dog, mm. okay? I do. 
And he kind of, I say spot, and he momentarily looks, and then he's off chasing a ball around the lounge at my mum's house or whatever. What's Alfie like when you're, when you're he, on FaceTime to him? He basically, he, he'll know, he can hear my voice, and I think he can actually see me because he comes straight up to the phone, he'll lick it for a bit, <laughs> and then he almost tells you he's not happy with me because I'm not with him. He'll look at it, and sometimes he gets in the mood. Jules will call me and say, hey, can you just talk to Alfie? He's not in a very good mood today. I'll talk to him, and he'll literally give, he'll look at you, and as if to say, why you're not here? And then he'll give you the side <laughs> glance, as if to say, I'm not talking to you. Oh, and you get the off. side oh, glance, yeah, yeah. do you? Oh, oh it's brilliant. Do you he get, does it here as well. Do you get the side glance at the cold shoulder a little bit when you come back after travelling, when you've been away from Initially, it? no. Initially, he'll be all over you, and then he lets you know he's not happy with you. He'll, he'll do the same. And what he does, he'll, he'll go and stand by the wall, as if he's been naughty, and he'll just stare at the wall. He won't come to you, he won't do anything. And he just has these little crazy moods. He does it all the time. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because yeah. you're so excited to see them when you come home. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, all right, you're giving me that. You're giving me the attitude, are you? All right, fine. Yeah, and he, that little standoff goes on for, for yeah. a little bit, doesn't he it? He lets you know. He lets you know he's not <laughs> they, happy. They do let you know. Now, I know Alfie's not a very old dog, is he? He's, quite he's only eight months. Yeah. yeah. So you got him as a puppy earlier this year. Just before lockdown. Right. Which is perfect. So, what was the turning point for you deciding what we want well, to get a dog in our lives? We've always wanted a dog, but because of our schedules, our lifestyle, it was just never going to happen. You know, we weren't here long enough and it wouldn't be fair. I've looked after my daughter's dog in, in between, and we both love, I love dogs. Jules wasn't so fussed about it. And then we heard, you know, with the COVID thing happening, and my cousin breeds dogs, and he says, Look, I've got a few pups now if you want one. And we knew we were going to go into lockdown. It was going to be an announcement probably. And I thought, you know what? We're going to be here for at least a couple of months. Let's do it. So we did. We decided that this is our time. And we, we went and got him. He was eight weeks old, I think, or nine weeks old or something. Yeah, so we had him from a little pub. And it just worked out perfect. So all that, through that lockdown, he got, we got to know him. And he got to know us. And now he's inseparable. And he's, Didn't Anne Middleton, who's obviously another of the stars of SAS Who Dares Win, did he get a puppy from the same litter? Yes, he did. He's got a sister. He's got Roxy. Right, I thought so. we so. got Alfie, he's got Roxy. And actually, our, a, Ant was going to have two. He was going to have the two females. And his wife said, no, he ended with <laughs> just Roxy. So. And she's a, they're, they're spitting image. He, he FaceTimes Roxy. We were together last week. And, you know, we're looking at the same. They're just so spitting image. They're yeah. beautiful. Have they ever met since they no. left mum? They're going to have a meet-up day soon, but no, they haven't. When, she, <laughs> when he comes back from America, we're going we're gonna to get together. Well, that'll that, be that'll sweet, get, won't yeah, it? Yeah, it will be. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Because that's the one thing. My sister has got Spot's brother, Her- mm. Herbie, she called her dog. And obviously she lives in, in, East, in East Africa, so they can't, we can't just go for a walk together. And I do sometimes think, oh, it'd be so nice if they could just, we could just meet. Mm. Two sisters, the two dogs, and go off for a walk. But obviously, we can't do that. So, you chose Alfie. Yeah. What sort of personality is Alfie? Because they say that you know He's... dogs can be a little bit like their owners. And when on, on the telly, you come across as quite grumpy. It would be fair to say. <laughs> it's funny you should say. Is that, that, is that, is that yeah. accurate or not? Aggressive, not grumpy, but oh. uh, <laughs> miserable. Maybe I don't know. But Alfie, yeah, I guess he is. He looks. You know, they say a dog looks like his owner, so I always say, yeah, he looks like Jules. But <laughs> he's wrinkled, of course. He's got a baggy face, a bit like me. I don't grow into my face till about midday. <laughs> um, so he's, he's got that trait, the same as me. He, um, but he's very placid. He's just, nothing bothers him. Is and that you? Yeah, same? to a degree. I don't get fussed by anything, unless it's going to change the world or it's life-threatening. So what? 
let it happen. We'll get round it. We'll figure it out. And he's, he's got the same attitude. He really has. And he's not frightened by anything. It's amazing. I mean, his best friends are the horses next door. And he literally sticks his head. And there's three horses there. And one of them's a bit aggressive. But he doesn't see the danger. Alfie will just stand there, stick his face to his face. And this horse will throw him over and run round him. And, yeah, he doesn't care. He, nothing, nothing phases him. Even aggressive dogs will go at him. And he can't figure out why they're being aggressive. He's just so... I guess that's Julie's trait. She's like a big, you know, save the world, big heart and legs. And he's got that. He's got my looks and her sort of temperament. <laughs> but I guess when you say nothing phases him and he's yeah. not scared of anything, well, yeah. that would be you given your background, surely. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but he is. He, he's, he's just such a brilliant character. And he's, he's just literally, he's changed all our world. Everything's about Alfie now. Oh. You know, we're all sitting. And he's got a great routine. He gets up in the morning. And even if he's awake, he'll be quiet because he knows we're sleeping. He'll move around quietly. It's amazing to see it. And he'll sit and wait till you get up. And as soon as you get up, he's all excited. He does that sideways walk and all that sort of stuff and run. And, and then he'll, he'll get you to come downstairs because he sleeps upstairs with us. And uh, he'll come down, let him out so he can go to the bathroom. He'll come back in, he'll have his breakfast. And then you have to fuss him for about an hour. If you touch your phone, he goes mad. He'll jump on your lap and knock it out your hand and he won't let you talk to anybody. <laughs> it sounds everybody who's addicted to social media could do with an yeah. Alfie in their lives. Like, yeah. no, you're not using your phone for at least an hour, okay? And it'll, it is. It'll do you good. He'll sit on your lap or next to you for an hour and he'll just lie there with you with his head on your lap. But as soon as you, you think he's asleep, you pick up your phone, he's up and he push it with his nose and it's, it's great. I, I was wondering what kind of disciplinarian you were going to be. And I figured hey, he's probably quite tough. You know, it's just... No dogs upstairs, probably no dog on the sofa. But is that your life or not? It was. But when you've got a wife who's totally the opposite, it's hard. <laughs> As I say, happy wife, happy life. So she get. I mean, if I shout at him for doing something wrong, because then he knows, because they have to know who's in charge. As soon as I turn my back, she's cuddling him and saying, it's going to be all right, Alfie. Good cop, bad yeah, cop. So it's, yeah. So he's, he's confused and he's like, I like mum more than you. <laughs> so... But, yeah, we, we did say off the furniture. He, he had his own little room down there. And we started that routine, and it was good. But then as he grew up a little bit more, we, he kind of took more advantage of what he could, got on the sofa. And we always did say, not on the bed. Whatever, not on the bed. And I think I told you, I came home this time, and there's stairs. He's got his own stairway onto the bed. So I know he's been on so there. You were away filming, yeah. and when you, before you left, the dog did not sleep on the bed. He wasn't allowed. But when you came back, not only was he sleeping on the bed... It was a special construction made by your wife, Julie, yep. to enable him to get on the bed. Yep. So he's got his own stairway. So hang on, I wonder, what did you think about that when you first saw it? I actually laughed because I, <laughs> I thought, you know what? I can't say anything. Because <laughs> she'll, all she'll say is, well, look, you weren't here. I was all on my own. And he's, I mean, he's always there at the side of the bed anyway. But yeah, so he's now been, he's now, he goes where he wants. He does what he wants. He yeah. rules the roost. <laughs> Alfie rules the roost. So how did puppy training go? Did you have to be quite, yeah. you know, we SAS have, style with him? Yeah, because as they do, you know, the wee everywhere, the poop everywhere. So, but to be fair, he, he, he trained pretty quickly. We bought the puppy pads, showed him the door. He makes a few little mistakes now and again, but it's only now. I mean, he's fully house trained. He's, you know, he, he doesn't wander off. He, he walks without his lead. He'll walk at the side of us. Um, he's, he's just gravitated towards discipline fantastically, really good. 
So we had a few little issues with him while he was potty training that, you know, shouting at him, tried to rub your nose in it, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I think it worked. He, within probably a month or so, he was going to the back, back door, going on the puppy pads. And then a couple of months, he was literally wait at the door or he'll, he'll, he'll show you that he's going to the door. So you'll open it for him and he goes out and he always, he's very shy. It's weird. I've never seen a dog do this before. He will not let you watch him have a poop. If he needs a poop, he'll, he'll wait till you're not looking. He'll go behind the edge and he'll, he'll do it there. He won't do it out in the open. It's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Spot is a little bit like that, actually. I, it's not until you said that it made me kind of wonder. Mm. And, yeah, he, he won't just do it. He does go and try and find a little spot so that you are, you know, he's away from other people. Uh, he, he, I must just say, your dog might not be here, but Spot is here. And he's thoroughly enjoying your company, not least because you've given him... Alfie's toys. <laughs> Alfie's, one of Alfie's toys, which I'm afraid spots a terrier, so he loves to play tug-of-war yeah. with this plastic toy now, which he's taken a few bits out of and left <laughs> them on your right. carpet. So I'm very, very sorry about that. I mean, talk about coming into someone's house and sort of taking advantage yeah, of, of, of people. Um, you know, I've got this image, though, of... of Alfie learning the ropes as, as a, as a mm. young pup and, and you having to sort of stand over him and be patient but also strict. Yeah. Did, did it kind of... Ha- how frustrating can the whole puppy training thing be? Because I, I got spotted at seven months and I didn't have to go yeah. through that process. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you have to be patient, as you know. I mean, I, I ain't the most patient person in the world. And I'll kind of tell him once, tell him twice, and Jules looks at me and goes, one, he's a baby, two, he's a dog. He's not one of your recruits, <laughs> you know. So I try to discipline him. It's a good him. point she makes. Yeah, she does. But I, I do discipline him, and but she unravels everything as soon as I turn my back. So it's dog's confused. <laughs> but he's he's done well. He's he's done really well, and he is he's well behaved. He's great with the kids. He's great around people. He's great around other dogs. So we can't ask for anything better than that. I, I you mentioned that you you went to the pub. Mm. Your local pub here, and, yeah. and and even they are oh, a bit of Alfie fans, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. He's got his own chair. <laughs> and every time, if I call to see if the pub's on, because obviously sometimes it's on or not, they'll be like, is Alfie coming? Because if anybody sat in Alfie's chair, they tell him to move. <laughs> so he comes in, we'll go, we'll, you know, it's been, we've had a nice summer, so we've sat outside. He'll go inside. Want to be in the shade, but too, because he gets more fuss. So he'll, he'll literally just work his way in, round everybody, and just sit in his chair. Smart, smart yeah, dog. He's awesome. And he, I know you're obviously on Instagram, and Alfie features very high, heavily mm. on your Instagram feed, as Spot does on mine. That's what dog owners love. Their dog yeah. owners do that. Um, but he also has his own feed, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He's got now, his... now, whose idea was that, that Alfie should have his own? That was my daughter's. Ah. Yeah, because all the, all the questions, where's Alfie, what's Alfie up to? And she just said, well, why don't we give him his own page? So we do. And she keeps it updated of where he is when he's travelling. And he's got, he's got a massive following of children. What's Alfie doing today? You know, where's he going? What's he doing? And so it's, That's it's, really it's, sweet, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's turned out really nice. And he's, his other sister, Roxy's with, um, and if you, as you've mentioned, his other sister, we didn't know, there's a family in Birmingham got him. So they've linked up to Alfie and says, well, let's do a doggy day sometime. So that's, he, that's on the card to meet his other sister. So it's turned out really nice. And, and people are so nice. So, and somebody painted him, did a painting of him. And sent it to us. Wow, how yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's really sweet. So, so they yeah, just took his, a photo, did they? From they, saw, they saw the photo from his Instagram and they drew it, they oil painted it. 
and wow. sent it. Yeah. And have you had that already? It's, it's over there. Yeah, I'll show it in a minute. Oh, we'll have, we'll have yeah. a look at that when, when, we, yeah. when, we, when we finish So, you chatting. know, people love it. And like I say, it, 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 kids are interested in where he is, what's Alfie done today, what's it... And, my, my daughter tries to make it an educational thing. You know, he's been down to the river, but when he's down at the river, make sure that we're always with him. Don't leave him on his own. You know, so they're saying to the kids, never go to the river on your own sort of thing. So they're learning from him. Well, that's a really lovely thing because obviously yeah. there's often, you know, people question social media and children overuse it. But yeah. if it's used in a positive way like yeah. that, it can, it can have a really nice impact. Well, I actually it? did one for, um, I suppose, like, you know, um, male testicular cancer as a charity just every now and again. Odd balls, and I did yes. one with Alfie with his holding two balls in his mouth, saying, "Look, make sure you like Alfie, you check your balls." <laughs> so that worked as well. So that's that's excellent. You know, so it's it's all positive stuff. Now you, of course, enjoy it's been part of your life being physically fit. Yeah, I saw you on Instagram again doing a bit of shadow boxing in the garden. Um, what is what is Alfie like as? You know, when he want, when he goes out for a walk, does he enjoy the process, or does he prefer yeah. sitting on the on his he, chair in the pub? No, he's, you'd be surprised because people say, you know, people go, "Oh, it's great having a, bar, a bulldog," because they don't like a lot of exercise. That's that's definitely not true. Really, he, I did wonder that. No, if I go out, I won't take him running. I won't let him run because he's he's not built for running. But we twice, three times a week, we'll go ill walking, and it's you know anything from five to seven k's, and he comes with us. And it's up steep hills, downhills, and he's there at the side. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. He's, he's a nice little steady plodder. He, if I go in, the, I've got my gym at the back there. He comes in there and he, he jumps around. He tries to help you. And it's quite funny you should say that because I've got a medicine ball and dumbbells over in, in America. And Jules goes, look at this. He's actually pushed them out of where the gym is all around the house. So he's pushing the ball with his face and he's pushing the dumbbells around. So he's a little he's gym. Watch, he's watched yeah. dad, isn't he's he? He's a gym monster. He's a gym monster as <laughs> well. He's in great shape for a bulldog and he's fit. He's actually really Cause I, fit. Because I was going to say, if you look at Alfie, you would say, you know, if he was a rugby player, yeah. he'd probably be a prop forward, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, because the shoulders. He's that kind of strong shoulders. Chest and shoulders. Big chest. Um, and so I was thinking... Does he go running? He doesn't look like he's built no. for running. But as you say... I mean, he runs around the garden. I won't take him run because I, 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 don't, I don't know what sort of pace or, what, you know, he'd probably kill over. Yeah. But he'll walk. He'll walk all day. And then while he's walking, he's running around as dogs do. You know, he'll sprint off, sprint back, fetch a ball, do this. But yeah, he, he, he's, he loves exercise. He I really was wondering does. when, you know, sometimes when you head out to the garden again and you're out there doing sit-ups and whatever you do, oh, he whether, what, what is, is he like, oh, God, Dad's at it again. I'll tell you what is funny, actually. If he does, we do yoga now and again. He'll try and follow yoga. Really? I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Bit of downward dog. I'll have to show the video. He did, he did it here. He's literally, we were watching, oh my God, look at him, he's doing it. He's doing the <laughs> Seriously? cobra position. He well, does what, what's the cobra position? Well, you lie flat down and you just, just use your hands to push up your chest. So all, oh, all okay, your body's yeah. flat on the thing. And he actually does it, leaves his two back legs down and he'll, he'll see him watch you do it and follow you doing it. He does it with my daughter. That is... He's hilarious. He, he just sees what he funny. sees, he'll copy. So you were obviously in Australia recently yeah. filming this, the first celebrity version of yeah. SAS Who Dares Wins out there. So what is it like when you come to Pat, you know, the old suitcase comes out? Does he know instinctively that yeah. you're off? I, I don't know how he knows, but the day before, his mood will change. And he won't, leave his, he won't go away from his side. Even if you go to the toilet, he'll sit outside the toilet because he thinks you're going to leave him. And I'll show the pictures actually in a minute, but he'll get inside the suitcase and he won't get out. 
it literally lines. Jules now, when she packs, has to pack in the spare room and hide it away from him. But yeah, he, he literally gets in the, in the suitcase. Because I was packing to go to the Rugby World Cup last year and I laid the mm. suitcase out on the spare, in, on the bed in the spare room. And because it's just easier, you know, you need that, need that, put it in. And I walked into my own room, came back with, and Spot was lying in the suitcase. Yeah, that's what he did. And then he just had his ears down and he was just looking at me and, he, you know, he, he can't speak to me, but I know that dog is saying to me, please don't go. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might be going for a long time this time because the case is quite big. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird how they have that empathy, yeah. isn't it? And, he, you know, he, we've travelled quite a bit since we've come out of COVID, back to the States, back to Australia, Australia, all these little places, and he's, he's had to be left. We've only just got his passport and all that sort of stuff, yeah. so he couldn't travel, and we're leaving with my daughter. And for days, he kind of pines for a bit. Then he's great, he's happy, and he'll when you FaceTime him, he, he's, his ears spark up, he'll run to the phone, and then he'll do the... The, the, the sly high of why have you done this to me <laughs> and it's quite upsetting to see him do that because you know he knows yeah. but yeah but now obviously he travels and it was quite funny because like I say normally if Jules is going to go enough without him she'll pack away from him she'll do it in the spare room don't let him see the suitcase because he will get in it and, the, and for the day before I don't know who knows he, he knows there's a change in his atmosphere it's really weird but he's really yeah but when he, he went this time he's travelling with her oh my god it was just hilarious to see. He was just right at the heels everywhere, all the way through the airport, because he thought, you're not leaving me, I'm staying. <laughs> and he's just, yeah, that's it. He's a, he's a fixture now. He goes everywhere. Happy as Larry. But yeah. when you're away doing your thing, and I know, I'm sure you get immersed in it, and it's yeah. quite intense what you're doing. Yeah. How do you cope without him? And I know, obviously, you miss your wife, and you miss your kids. You know, you've got... Yeah. But that yeah, bond it, with the dog is so special. It, it is. I do miss it. I get jealous. I get jealous he's having more time with Jules or with somebody else <laughs> and not with me. And I actually said this yesterday. I said, he's not going to know me when I get there because she's like, every day he's looking for you. He gets up and he looks for you. And when I left to leave for this filming last time, he, he stands on this uh, balcony here. And every morning, because he watches me make his breakfast in here and he'll sit, sit up there until I've done it and then he'll come down. And he said, said, while I was away, he just sat there. He wouldn't come down at all. He just sat there waiting. So yeah, I miss him. I miss him a lot. Because he's just such good fun, and he's just, and he never argues with me. Not like my bloody wife. Because <laughs> I do wonder. I mean, you're, you're newly married to, to, to yeah. Julie, and that's your that's your second wife. But you've you've got six children, yeah. three grandchildren. You have this phenomenally successful TV show, which which isn't just like turning up, record one episode. You know, it's so time yeah, intensive. It's, it's, it's very intensive. And I imagine emotionally quite. Yep. Physically and emotionally quite draining. Yeah. How do you find the time to just be a normal bloke who takes a dog for a walk? Well, you have to. That, that's your release, isn't it? It's your decompression. That is what holds everything together. You know, everybody gets to a point where you've got to take a break. You've got to rest. My rest is spending time with Alfie and Jules, you know. So he's, he's our sort of, he's our relief. So, you know, it's, it's just, you sort of push yourself to that limit. Just think, and I always think, right, you know what? In a week's time... I'm going to be walking through the fields with Alfie and, and Jules or through the woods. It'll be worth it. So he's our decompression. Yeah, I can, I can entirely understand yeah. that. You know, when I was reading about you, Billy, before I came here, and my overriding impression was like, boy, oh boy, this man's lived a life. <laughs> boy, oh boy. And, you know, incredible things that you have seen and done and yeah. achieved and continue to achieve with your TV work as well. 
In those quiet moments when you're taking Alfie off in the woods, do you yeah. sometimes have time to pause and reflect on what you've done? Um, yes and no. I, I think because it's such a fast pace of life, I'm always leading anyway. I don't, have, I don't really have time, even when my, time, my downtime, like I say, is with Alfie. No, I'm always thinking about where do I need to be next, what's going to come <laughs> next, and preparing for that. But I love it. I don't want it to be any other way because my mantra is always a little further. No matter what it is, I'll always go that little bit further and I'll keep doing that until I can't do it. And the other thing is, you know, I'll look at things and the, the pace of what we're doing on the show and it's, and it's all very physical, it's hard work, it's tiring. And I just say to myself, as much as it hurts, there's going to come a time I ain't going to be able to do this. And I don't know when that's going to be, so I'll just keep doing it until I can't do it. And that's kind of the way I live my life, to be honest. Because when you were a kid growing up on a, you know, council estate yeah. in, in Walsall... You can't have imagined, can you? Or maybe no. you could, I don't know, what, what you would go on to do with your life. No, I, I don't, it's weird that you should say it, because I don't... You know, people go, what a life you've lived and what you've done, and I've never really thought about it that deep. But then when I... Recently I have, I thought, you know, travelling somewhere, you have a little bit of time to reflect on some stuff, and I think, wow. What, what used to trigger things for me was when... Like when I was working in the celebrity stuff, and they'd ask me questions... And I thought, yeah, I've done that based on experience. I'd been there, I'd done it 10 times over. And I used to say to myself, right, pretend you haven't done it because they must be thinking you're just a big head. You just say you've done everything. But I had, I'd done it. <laughs> you know, I'd been all over the globe. I'd done all crazy things. And, you know, I've been very, very fortunate, very fortunate. But it's, yeah, it, it is a crazy life I've lived and diverse life. But, yeah, I'm obviously very grateful for it, but I don't really reflect enough on it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons for writing my book, was because I'd be out with my friends and my daughters would join me in a pub, and we'd be midway through it, you know, because people always go, oh, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when that happened? And then you forget. And my kids would be there, stood there, just watching and listening, and I'd walk around and go, Dad, we don't know you. <laughs> really? We don't know any of that. Because you don't talk that, about that sort of stuff. So I thought that was... One of the triggers for writing my book was some of my memoirs, my kids could read it and know what I've actually done and been, where I've been and done all these years that I weren't around. Is there one thing in that book, it's called The Hard Way, isn't yeah. it? Is there one thing in that book that one of your kids came to you and said, well, Dad, that's made me really proud to know you did that? Um, they don't say exactly like that, but I know they are very proud and they love you know, to say, yeah, that's our dad. Our dad did that. Our dad was part of that campaign, that hostage release, that whatever it is. Because now they know the story, but they never knew before. Until I sat down and wrote the book, and they went, wow, you never, we didn't know anything about that. Because instinctively, when you are in the SAS, you're not supposed to really say anything, no. are you? So was no. it, did it sort of go against your natural instincts to write a book and be on the yeah, telly and be kind of the man who was in the SAS, when actually you're all supposed to be these shadowy figures yeah. that nobody knows anything about? Yeah, but, it, yeah, I mean... I always say I spent most of my military career trying to get into the SAS, and then once I was in, I denied it. <laughs> you deny the rest of your life. No, not been there. That's not me. Yeah. And that is the way it is. And for some reasons, it has to be that way. But the world has changed now. Back then, you know, and not that too far back, we, we didn't have all this social media. We weren't all accountable to everything because no one knew what we were doing. Yeah. And you know, we still have that secrecy around the um, strategic things we have to do, and rightly so. But now we're accountable, and why shouldn't we be accountable? And obviously security is a big problem. People know you're in the SES. But when, for me, when I left the regiment, I had, to have a, I had to have a job. I had to earn money. And the first job I got was very high profile. It was looking after celebrities. So I already stepped into the limelight. That was uncomfortable. 
Because now, I mean, you know, not only did no one know what I ever did, now I'm in every magazine, everybody's speculating who I am, what I am. And it was weird. It was very uncomfortable. It took a long, long time to get used to that. But then... Because they weren't just any old celebrities. We're talking... Yeah. I looked, there was photos of you with Brad Pitt and yeah. Angelina Jolie. And actually, I did read a very funny story about you. Yeah? Which one? Which, which one? There's a few. <laughs> Which was, no, the one where you were walking ahead of them out of a restaurant? Yeah. Did you not fall down some stairs? Oh, yeah, that was at the Waldorf. Yeah. It was not just How, how did you read that? I don't think I've ever told anybody about that. No, it's definitely out there, trust oh, me. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Tell I, me what happened. I, yeah, I like talking about it because it shows the reality of a bodyguard. Everybody yeah. thinks he's bodyguard or big six foot six muscles, blah, blah, blah. But we're as clumsy as everybody else. So basically what happened was... <laughs> We're at the Waldorf Hotel, and the paparazzi were all over us. We couldn't... So the game was, Mr. SES guy, as Brad used to say, come on then, sneak us out so we don't get caught. So I had all these deceptions, you know, I'd pretend to get them into a car, and they'd chase the car, the car would go, then we'd jump in a taxi and go off. And it was fun. But so one particular day we came out, and the front of the hotel was just absolutely covered. There was no way I was going to get them out. So I thought, okay, I've put in a little bit of covert deception where they think we're going out that way built up a big so everybody ran around the front and then we we're going to go out the back out the back you had to go down these really steep stairs so as i'm coming we're coming down the stairs laughing as i'm coming down i can see at the door there's somebody about to it looks like the camera people are that they've sussed it and come around so i went to run in front of them uh. in front of the so i could stop on the stairs as i'm running a trip i'm now gamboling past them like, like some clown <laughs> Next thing, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the stairs. I've come down about 40-odd stairs. Oh, yeah. My, my eye was split open wide, and I'm covered in blood, and I'm sort of dazed. I'm looking up now at Brad Pitt, who's <laughs> trying to stop me bleeding, and Angie, who's trying to bring me around, and I'm thinking, I'm your security, and you're taking care of me. Yeah, but that's, that, that story had one hell of a day because we're going to pick the kids up from school. So, and we're getting a pretty hard time with the paparazzi anyway. And... Uh, we get to the school and I've just about stopped my eye bleeding. Angie goes, well, you can't get out of the car like that because perhaps I'll have a field day. You, you know, they think you're Mr. Aggressive anyway. Now you get out with half your eye hanging out. What are they going to think? So I borrowed her sunglasses. So I stick her sunglasses on. We get out of the car and we go to walk towards the door. And this paparazzi guy, who I didn't like, comes running across. So I sort of stop him and forgot about my eye, so as I stop him, I lift the sunglasses up to give him a rollicking, and he sees my eye, and he went to take a picture, and he was that shocked, he went, ah, psycho, <laughs> and turned around and ran off. <laughs> he and thought, I, I'm, like, I am not tangling yeah. with that bloke. And then I realised, ah, <laughs> put the eyeglasses down, quickly grabbed the kids, threw them in the car, and we legged it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's how that happened, but I, I, I don't know how that's got out there, this is the first time I really spoke about it. Well, I'm glad you did, because yeah. it's, it, it's hilarious. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming, did any of them have dogs, the people that you ended up working with? Funny old thing, um, my other cousin, the same cousin actually, who I got the bulldog from, also has Staffordshire Bull Terriers, and they wanted a dog, so I got, got them a dog. Brad called, and Angelina? Yeah, called Larry. Wow. Larry? Lenny, called Lenny, after the governor. Ah. Lenny, Lenny McLean. Anyway, because he's the governor. Anyway, so we've got this little <laughs> beautiful white staffy, and I took him over there. And the first time I took it for a walk in, uh, we're in New York. Oh, we, we got destroyed by the paparazzi. How can you have this pit bull, this dangerous dog? And it wasn't a dangerous dog. And they were like, 
we can't have this image, you know, especially with the kids because they just adopted another child. And it, it was all, so we went up having to get rid of him. But what we did, we gave him to um, Brad's makeup artist, Jeannie, and oh. she had him till a couple of years ago when he died. And he was just like we were talking. He, he that's what she needed in her life. Absolutely adored him. So yeah, so we had this dog. I took it over there, but it ended up with someone else because of their stuff. But they love dogs. They, you know, I think they've got dogs now. So yeah. excellent. Um, that's that. I'm just still trying to. I've still just got this image of you on a crumpled heap at the bottom oh, of this steep yeah. flight of stairs. That's really funny. Now you were you were in the SAS for nearly two decades. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine the stuff that you've seen. D- does that scar a man? I think it. I, no, I think it shapes you. It um, it gives you experiences that you can always fall back on in life. That's what it gave me. It gave me a, an amazing opportunity to experience, you know, cruelty, disaster, but also beautiful things, great things, you know. And no one ever talks about the great things that the regiment does, and it's always about wars and conflict, and it's not. You know, we went all over the globe doing all sorts, and it could have been natural disasters, and we did. And we did amazing things. So it, it didn't scar me, it shaped me. It made me who I am today. And it made, it's given me the experience to give back, you know, pass on to people based on reality. Spots just wandered over, because uh, you were obviously slightly distracted there, and plop, plopped the piece of plastic it is now <laughs> down Play at your feet, me. as if to say, please play tug-of-war with me. Yeah. I don't think he quite realises who he might be taking on in a tug-of-war, in a game of, <laughs> tug of war, game of tug-of-war, but, but there you go. Um, how easy, Billy, is it to adjust to civilian life? I mean, you've got this beautiful home, beautiful wife, Gorgeous dog. Mm. You know, to, to adjust to, I say, normality, how yeah. easy is it to adjust to that when you've it's, been through what you've been through? It's difficult. It's difficult because, you know, what you don't realise in the military is you're actually, you're kind of looked after really well. You know, your food's there, your doctor's there, your dentist's there. Everything's around you and done for you to a degree because you're off doing this crazy job. You know, but without all that support, you don't get it. Then when you leave... You know, and I'll, an example, I remember I needed to go to the dentist. I thought, where do I go? I'll find a dentist. So I just walked in a dentist. And I goes, yeah, what do you want? I says, well, I need to see the dentist. She goes, yeah, no problem. And this was like in January or something. She goes, yeah, we've got an appointment on March the 14th. I went, what? <laughs> I went, no, I need to see him today. He goes, oh, no, you can't just do that. Goes, what do you mean I can't just do that? <laughs> I didn't get it. You have to register. You have to do this. Yeah, so it was alien. It's alien to most military people and especially the regiment, because you, you're literally flying by the seat of your pants everywhere and it's a thousand miles an hour, and then everything stops. Everything's slow in the civilian world. It's, and people are not as reliable as the people that you're used to, so it is difficult, and you get frustrated. You get frustrated with people, because if another soldier says to me, I'll be there at 6 o'clock and I will do that, it will be done. And then in the civil world, you know, you'll be, yeah, be there at 6 o'clock and, and oh, I'm sorry, I had a headache. What do you mean I, know, you I have to say, as I was coming, you live in the country, so as I was yeah. coming down the roads to, towards your house, I got stuck behind a tractor. Mm. Then there was some a big, another vehicle and That's a big terrific. crane thing doing some tree cutting. Yeah. And I was kept looking at my watch going, don't be late. <laughs> do not be, I hate being late. I think it's, it's the broadcaster yeah. in you because you're used to hitting well, you the have timings yeah. and, you know, you're turning up. It's yeah. a polite thing to do. And so I arrived just after 11 o'clock in the morning at the bottom of your drive. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm arriving 
slightly late don't judge me because i just can't bear that idea of being late but i guess i was gonna make i was gonna make you run up and down the (laughs) down the driveway (laughs) it's only james who stopped you says no you can't do that to me i said i can (laughs) one of your colleagues james is here thank god james is here otherwise i would have been jumping in a frozen lake for for being late no one let's say yes who dares wins You, you really expose people's strengths and weaknesses yeah so i'm going to imagine alfie now is one of your recruits What's his main strength? He's he's just he's his demeanour is his strength. He's just <laughs> just looking at him just makes you smile, makes you happy. Even when he looks sad, it makes you smile, you know. And he's just he's just he's just got that little sort of whore around him that just captivates you. And his weakness? <sighs> he don't listen. <laughs> he's a bit like my wife, you know. <laughs> if he doesn't want to do it, he won't do it. And I'm like, I'm not asking you, Alfie. I'm telling you. And it doesn't matter. He ain't going to do it. If you don't want to do it, he won't do it. Whereas a recruit will do it. And Jules won't. She's a bit like him. She's a bit stubborn. <laughs> so his stubbornness is his weakness. Did you have a weakness as a soldier? Yeah, administration. I'm terrible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a nightmare. I'm one of these people who just, if I don't want to do something, I'll find a way. I'll do it, but I'll do it my way. You know, when everybody switched to emails and, and all, I, I wouldn't do it because I felt like it's too impersonal to me. We live in a world where I can walk to you and talk to you, or you can call me and we can discuss it and, and clarify things. I don't want to read an email, it's imper- and I don't like it. So, yeah, my, my, so my weakness was administration, following the, the new trends. It's not me. Okay, which is good because it means your strengths were elsewhere when yeah. in the battlefield, which is where clearly it it be, was, yeah. it, you needed to be, and it was really crucial. Never mind you're, you don't yeah. like emails. Um, now, the Queen is a bit of a dog lover, and this is a very tenuous link to, 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 the, to the next question, but she obviously awarded yeah. your MBE. And I, when I was reading up about you, I was like, he's got an MBE, and I know it was for an act of bravery. But I couldn't quite nail down yeah. exactly what that act of bravery was. So I yeah. thought, I know what, I'll just ask him. <laughs> yeah. What was the act of bravery? It was um, releasing hostages in, Af- in Iraq, you know, you know, we were fortunate enough to find these people and bring them back to safety. Nice. So, yeah, it was sort of hostage release in, in Iraq. And immediately, yeah. and I don't want to... Kind of, your body language has got more defensive. Yeah. Because it's that moment where you're like, I know I did this, but yeah. I either don't like talking about it or can't talk about it. Yeah, it's still, but, I mean... What is it that makes you uncomfortable about having that conversation about being brave? Because, well, no, it, 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 it's because it's still related to the regiment until the okay. regiment actually stands up and says, yeah, we did that. I understand. It's hard to talk about that sort of stuff. But So it was an hostage rescue, basically. Yeah. Which went well. It went very well, thank God, for them. Yeah. We rescued three, three people, British and one British, two Canadian. Wow. Yeah. Well done, you. Now, I know you're about to film, just finished filming, mm. the latest celebrity version for Channel 4 of SAS, yeah. Who Dares Wins. Is there ever a celebrity on the versions that you've done that has actually really surprised you in terms of, you thought, well, they'd be not sure about them, but actually, perhaps yeah. mentally more than anything, they yeah. had it. I'll be honest, they all do. The first thing I ask, my, my, the question I ask is, why are you here? You're a celebrity in your own rights. What, what are you trying to get from this? And it's not money. It's they really want to know who they are. And that show takes you back to who you really are. So, but who's really surprised me? 
Um, one was Wayne Bridges when he won it because how fit he was and how dedicated he was and how much it meant to him. And he's just such a nice bloke, real lovely bloke. And Anthea Turner. Anthea Turner was amazing. You know, she, she's just one of these lovely people. She's that, in her late 50s? Exactly. Early 60s? Yeah. I don't know. 50, yeah, she's 60. late 50s, I think. Yeah. And she's just so gritty and so... It was just a pleasure to have her there. You know, she weren't going to go all the way. We knew that. She weren't going to be doing certain things. But I just thought... Wow, for her to even try this was was just amazing, and, and she had such a positive vibe about her, you know. And she just gave it her all, and, and I just remember we were trying to kind of not break her, but sort of knock it down a little bit, just to see where we could get her to to bring her back up, sort of sketch. And I remember Anne saying to her, "Going, you know, you 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 ain't gonna do this, you ain't gonna do that, you shouldn't be here anymore, blah blah blah." Just not really meaning, but you see how she reacted to it, and she went, she just lovingly went. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Just took her on, but I was just, I was just, what? <laughs> it was just such a great moment where she just took her on, but I went, "You're absolutely right." <laughs> and, and off she went. But yeah, but to do what she did, I mean, yeah. she backwards out of a blooming helicopter into freezing cold water in Scotland. You know, marching with twice her body weight probably on her back. She was, she was just. Amazing. They're all they're all good in their own rights, you know. But it's just little things like that that just. How difficult is it to march with twice your body weight? Well, it weren't twice a body weight, but it was heavy. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's hard. I mean, for, why would any civilian ever be trained in running with weight on the back? Where would you ever do that? Yeah. You don't. That's a military thing, you know. And for her to step into this totally alien world to her and, and give her a good crack, and she did. She did. Like they all do. I mean. Yeah, so it was just a lovely mom, lovely mom. Because I, I grew up knowing about Anthea Turner, you know. So to yeah, have her there did. in front of me was like, well, you know. But Wayne Bridge for his fitness and his dedication, amazing. Yeah, I have got the Andrew work. McLean, another one. Oh, she yeah. was another one, tough, tough as nails. Yeah, she, she. I mean, she. Unfortunately for her, she suffered with a cold. You know, like you can't train for that. No, you can't. You know, so it, 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 that was what sort of put a short end to where, where for, for her being there. But she did well. Again, same thing. I do look at it and think, could I do that? And I think, no, I've got the worst pain threshold in the world. It's really low. If I got a blister, I'd be like, no, can't do this. <laughs> Which I mean, surprised. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you probably... When you're being pushed and you ain't got a choice or you don't feel you've got a choice, you'll be amazed what you can do. Yeah. You know? Well... It's, the, the problem is you, we live in a world where we do have a choice. And if I don't want to do it, I ain't going to do it. In that world, you are going to do it because I'm going to tell you you're going to do it. And the way you just looked at me like yeah. then, I'm thinking, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in that frozen there lake. There you go. So how long is it then till you're going to be reunited with Alfie? Next week, I think, depending on flights and COVID and lockdown, I'm going to fly to the States on sometime next week because we'll have a week in Florida together and then this is where Alfie's not going to be happy because we're going to go into Haiti for our charity uh, for five days, see how the kids are getting on with the school and all that sort of stuff. So he'll have to stay in America with Jules' mum. So yeah, so next week. And how do you think that's going to go? Oh, it's going to be super I'm excited. Like, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm struggling to work out which one of you is going to be more excited. <laughs> you probably. Yeah, me. me. He'll, be, he'll, he'll do his five, ten minutes of, oh, Dad, great to see you, and run sideways and jump all over. And then he'll give me the, so where have you been? Yeah, thanks. You've left me with her. <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, finally, you know, you've not had him... Yeah. very long but what does he come to mean to you Billy everything he's really bonded me and Jules you know he's like our, our, our child he's um, it just brings joy and happiness when, we, when we've when we had an hard day which we all do you know 
let's get off and let's go for a walk. And he just he just cheers you up. He's just his stubbornness, his silliness, his lovingness. It's just it's everything. Yeah, it's just it's the best tonic you can get. He, and that's what he is. It's horrible being without him. It really is. He's just such a such a joy. I wish he was here. <laughs> so do I. You're, would making, be... him, you're making me miss him now. <laughs> oh, about. I'm sorry. Well, at least no. I brought, least I I brought you spot as a, as a replacement. You've got spot as a replacement. Yeah. Wherever he's gone, he's wandered he's off. He's had enough. Oh, he's had enough. It's a great pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Billy. And likewise. So thanks. It's been, it really has. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>